0: 瞧瞧超 have you got your ring light on i have indeed look at you (laughs) multimedia can i take youtube by storm
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Stadio Podcast in Ringer SC. I'm Musa Kwonga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing?
0: I am fine, thanks. In the words of David Byrne, same as it ever
1: was. How about you? Where are you in the world? I am in Bristol today. In oh, Bristol. Wonderful, wonderful West Country. Beautiful city on the latest leg of my book promo. <laughs> oh, just
0: I don't know how you do it. You were in the Rolling Stones, man, at your age.
1: Gathering no moss, gallivanting. Oof. Yeah, it's great. It was great. I was doing this uh, event, Festival of the Future City. Shout out to Andrew Kelly, the director of Bristol Ideas, who got me along. And I was uh, on a panel last night with Mayor of Bristol, Marvin Rees. Wow. And some other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Professor of Globalization at Oxford, Ian Golden. God, good vibes. Metropolitan elite. Elites, exactly, exactly.
0: Look good, man. You were wearing a very, um, very stellar jacket.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just thought, you know, you've got to gotta to be smart for these things. My mum was like, oh, you're going to meet the mayor. Like, uh, how do they find out about you? I was like, well, they just, you know, I work just Ooh, people are people are finding out your work now. I was like, oh, was like, my mum has actually sounded authentically a hundred percent like proud. Uh, which is quite. Yeah, it's, it's really we got quite, her, everyone. We got yeah,
0: her. <laughs> <laughs> we got her. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, a very enjoyable week of Champions League. Yes, yes. Very much so. Uh, let's do some admin. Let's do it. First of all, we hope everyone's staying safe and well, getting, getting vaccinated vaccine, if you can. Yes. Oh, we did that in stereo. Stereo. Is that flipped it like Musa did an old jazz standard?
1: <laughs> you rap more on this podcast than I do. <laughs> That's We're- because I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: Right's house went up on Wednesday. Uh, just me and Riley We talked about Arsenal Palace. A little bit about Mo Salah and Sadio Mane and a little bit about England's stadium ban. So that's on the Ringer FC feed now. Also, check the ringer.com forward slash soccer. By the time you listen to this, I will probably have a piece go up. Basically about how I enjoyed the Champions League very much
1: and it made me sad. That's interesting. Well, all I would say is I enjoyed what I saw, but also I don't understand some of these teams any more than I did before I watched it. In fact, I understand them less. And that's what I love about it.
0: I love yeah, it yeah. but the thing that made me sad was I won't spoil the, the piece but it's kind of like a, I don't know if it's everyone else is doing this now but I think because the Champions League's been really good this season it's kind of it's like oh but it's not going to be like this in a few years time now format changes yeah uh, but that should be up on the ringer.com forward slash stock. have you got a piece going up this week?
1: Uh, not as far as I know I think partly because I've just been
0: oh, so on the move, move. Just been a, I just find it very hard to write on tour you know on am meeting listen. one of these mayors. Listen, it is what it is. <laughs> other admin, Stadio Actress playlist on Spotify. All the music we play out on each episode in one handy playlist. This one is at the top. And obviously, if you do listen to us on a podcast app that allows you to rate and review, please do so. It'd be very kind. I think that's all really the admin. Are we going to talk Champions League? Let's do it. Let's do it after this. All right, man. Where would you like to begin?
1: Atleti Liverpool.
0: Oh, take my money. We have to do
1: this fixture <laughs> is so box office in every respect. It had everything, 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 every everything. single thing. This game was an absolute smorgasbord. It was supreme. And do you know what? It started before kickoff. Uh, there were a lot of
0: questions about obviously Klopp's comments after these these two met in. Well, I mean, the symbolism of it as well, because this was the final Champions League fixture before the shutdown, yes. before the pandemic. So this is essentially a repeat of the 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 uh, the final pre-pandemic. Well, let's be honest, we were well into it by then. We were. And that game and should never have gone ahead.
1: Should never have gone ahead. And it was also one of the best games I've ever seen. Yeah. Um the second, leg and the second leg was and unbelievable. With the, with the comments
0: afterwards about Klopp and the philosophy, so you had all of this stuff, and I kind of wrote it in the piece, you know, you had... These opposing philosophies, to kind of pretty successful European clubs in the last decade. Really, if you think like Atleti went to that runner finals, and then obviously with their Europa League success as well. But then you had a large portion of the Atleti ultras booing the knee beforehand. Yes, um, and only two Atleti players, Trippier and Carrasco, kneeling for the uh, taking the knee. So there was just all of this stuff going on, and then. The one thing that we thought Atleti would do quite well is just defend really well. They didn't.
1: But did we think they'd defend really well? We did 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 we? Did uh, we?
0: Well, actually, when the lineup dropped and I saw Kondogbia as the central in a back three central defender in a back three,
1: I did wonder. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing with Atleti. They they have actually it's not they concede a huge amount of goals, it's that they concede vital goals at certain times now in a way they didn't before. Does that make sense? Mm. So they yield. I, I don't look at them now and go, I mean, I look at big games like this and I'm no longer surprised if they go a goal down. I mean, two mm. goals down. I was surprised. Don't get me wrong. I was surprised with mm. that. But I'm not that surprised anymore when they lose the first goal in a big match, actually. No. That's a thing that they tend to do more than they did before because Simeone's will get into is trying to change things around. But anyway, back no, to you. No, continue. Um, but this game, yeah, the intensity with which Liverpool began. Oh, it's so good list, I mean, Liverpool are, oh my goodness, hot take, hot take. But at this very particular moment in time,
0: you're going to go Stephen A. Smith on me.
1: Top, top two team in Europe, top two team in Europe, Liverpool. Moussa. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> They're a top two team in Europe, isn't it? Liverpool, it feels like top Liverpool two. and Bayern at the moment. It feels like Liverpool and Bayern at the moment. Ooh, I don't know, man. No, it feels like Liverpool and Bayern. Feels like Lipple and Bayern slightly ahead of City, slightly ahead of City to me.
0: I think it's a bit hard to judge at the moment, personally.
1: Well, that's what, that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the takes. I'm here for the hotness of the takes. they don't uh, care about your feels? I don't care. Listen, takes don't care about your feelings. Takes don't care. Hot takes don't care about your feelings. It's like in Ben Shapiro. Sadly, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they don't care about his feelings. They definitely don't. Nope. Oh, if only, if only my football hot takes had the ability of destabilising Come on, Moussa. Display
0: some logic entry. and reason, please. Let's get back on track.
1: Not, yeah, logic and reason. Um, just a great start from Liverpool playing on the front foot, perhaps mindful of the way that they'd been beaten 1-0 the last mm-hmm. time they played this fixture. And yeah, they came I, out. have got like, that sense. Yeah, this isn't happening again. This isn't yeah. happening again. And maybe he feels he got that wrong the last time, Klopp. Um, but yeah, they were just really, really purposeful. I got those two early goals, both entirely merited, slightly like a deflection for the first one for Milner's goal, really. it's given to Salah, was it? But it looked like Milner's, the deflection. I thought it came off Kondogbia, right? Uh, was it Kondogbia? It looked like, I couldn't make I couldn't make sure if it, could mm-hmm. make out if it was Milner or Kondogbia. but um, not given to Mo Salah anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean Kondogbia won't want it. Uh, but yeah. Do you know who uh, I, the, I feel the, the most for in this game? Who? Naby Keita. No again, one sent- will him.
0: remember his goal in uh, and in any other game, it would have been the same. Yeah, moment. Yeah, I think I, the, I think
1: I think they will. I think they will. No, they, I think will, they will. But this is going to
0: yeah. be one of those beautiful, lost, forgotten goals.
1: You think, I think so? I think I, yeah. th- I think weirdly because they won. I think it will be okay. I think it might be forgotten because he got taken off at half time.
0: Yeah, maybe. But I thought Klopp did amazingly well afterwards in his comments about like shutting down any potential criticism of him. Mm. He just said it was a system thing. You know, they wanted yeah, yeah. to defend the right hand side a little bit better and. It was nothing to he was like super super keen to stress like he was like there's nothing to nothing to do with Cato. Nabi was fine. Mm. You know. Um but no, I think because of like the way that the game played out, Liverpool racing out to that two goal lead, Griezmann with two to get Atleti back into it. And then with the sending off, I think that
1: that because Yeah, that whole, yeah. Because vortex, you have the, the whole vortex. Yeah.
0: I think that's why like poor Nabi Kato. As as much as I thought his goal was incredible but i have a feeling that it might be one of those ones like oh yeah that go happened. under the radar yeah well, cuz so, oh, yeah, so much else so much else went on yeah, yeah yeah um at halftime i texted you the stats <laughs> the screenshot of the stats and to be honest they didn't really change that much at full time either um atleti had well they actually had they ended up at full time with more possession than they had at halftime i think at halftime it was like 28% they
1: had I mean, that's the most atleti thing ever.
0: But uh, the, the the breakdown is such a is such an atleti thing. So thirty two to sixty eight at, at full time percentage, two point two six expected goals atleti, one point three one Liverpool. Yeah, they won three one. Unbelievable. And I, th- I think Atleti were, considering they went down to ten men so soon, I think they were a bit unlucky actually.
1: And that was the decisive moment really, that because they had a really good chance. Correa, uh, I think, was saved. When they, when, when they got the sending off, they were kind of, they felt like they were in the ascendancy in terms mm. of, the thing about Aleti is because Gerard Felix is in a state of grace at this point, he's playing really well. The way, right. the way they, this inside left flank, and this is maybe a reason why Cade was taken off. He absolutely, there's that, there's an amazing thing he did. I think he put, um, he put Griezmann in for the goal. Yeah, the second There's, goal. there's you know, every, every, every player's got like a, a signature move, right? Mm. And you know it's coming, but you can't stop it. So with, with uh, Mbappe, it's the one when he cuts in mm and hits it back across the keeper, which we saw against Leipzig and in the World Cup finance Croatia. And Charles Felix is the hesitation dribble out by the right flank, where you know he's going to go, he's going to cut, you know he's going to cut, and you know, and he keeps doing it, and eventually just rocks you out of your feet. It's like a crossover where he goes the same way three times and then lurches again, and then you're just gone. Yeah. And it, you can't, this is the thing, very few defenders in world football can defend that one-on-one. Like you need two people to kind of.
0: I mean the amount of the amount of Liverpool players yeah. that he dragged out of position yeah. there again. Yeah, you super need two similar people. to yeah. what he did against Barca. You know when he exactly, pulled into exactly, that pocket yes. and just took it, to, and it just pulls the whole game wide open. This is a Liverpool side who are they're elite at like uh, I'm going to say systematic defending In compressing space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, compressing. They space, are yeah. masters at that. And Jao Felix just for that second goal
1: tore it apart.
0: Yeah, it was like. Uh, it was it was just like like a bowling ball and skittles. It was just like everyone was all over the place, and then all of a sudden, Griezmann had the space to put it away, and it was it was amazing. And I'm really I'm really pleased with Al Felix because there was uh, <laughs> almost after, almost immediately after I wrote that piece about him last year, yeah, he kind of started to. Well, he had COVID, and then he had those a, a bit of an injury, and then he spent some time on the bench, and he wasn't really firing as much as he looked like he was going to be, even though he'd already. He had, had like an amazing first half of the season yeah. for Atleti. But I do wonder whether that was also an Atleti thing because Atleti hit that hit just hit that wall. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just, was, it was, I think it was an Atleti thing. I think it was. But since he's come back into the side this season, he's looked super, super good. And the thing is, he's still only 21.
1: He's only 21. This thing is amazing is he's also, and I, I know I used to compare it to sound weird, but it's actually very Iniesta the thing he does. Oh, you, love, you yeah. love an Iniesta comparison. Do you know what I mean? It's because when you pick up a ball so deep from goal, right? There's no apparent threat. And so you're on the edge, you're the final third, you're in the final third by then. Attackers, defenders have got wise, they compressor the space. You pick up the ball 40 yards from goal like he does on the half term with the pitch ahead of you. He's like, I can cause havoc this deep. And that was a very Iniesta thing where you're opening the play up. You saw, um, I think Spain beat Turkey 3-0 in the Euros where Iniesta basically takes the ball from his own final third and just plays 3-1-2s and then puts in Morata. And it's that thing of like, if I pick up the ball so deep, I can orchestrate. I can see the entire pitch from here, and it's very, very dangerous. So basically, the moment Traffordit crosses the halfway line, the team is in trouble, and that is what Klopp was trying to fix in the second mm-hmm. half. He's like, actually, I need to bring on players where, as you bring on players where, or restructure the team such that when Traffordit crosses the halfway line, he does not see opportunity, and yeah. that's what he did in the second half. He did that really well. Klopp.
0: Yeah, uh, I was going to say he. Uh, I know there's been a lot of stuff recently about how he kind of looks like him a little bit, but he is very Kaka-esque.
1: Yes, 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 he is, he is. It's actually the quite economy, uncanny,
0: like if you look at, <laughs> it's like father-son, but they play very similar.
1: The economy of touch, the yeah. lightness of touch. The one thing I would say, the slight difference of Kaka is, maybe the goal output, you know, Kaka more prolific, but then again, I think that's sometimes because Joao Felix takes up, That'll come. it will come, but I also think it's about the positions that Joao Felix takes up typically just a little bit deeper than what Kaka mm-hmm. did. You know what yeah. I mean? So Kaka operated much more in the final third, I think. Um, I mean, he yeah. carried the ball vast yeah. distance. I mean, the he was the ball he was vast at the vast distances. school number
0: 10 playing very centrally, is, wasn't he? Like,
1: so it was exactly, like... Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. with That's the Felix, thing. Yeah. it's kind
0: of, I think he, yeah, with the way that Atleti play, especially with the with the back three, when they do play the back three. Yeah. He has to pull in almost as like another, almost like a number eight and then pick up in yeah, those exactly, left-hand exactly. pockets. And usually you have like, to play, Lamar, yeah. yeah on the yep. other yeah um, but you're right in
1: terms of playing style yes just in deployment slightly different no
0: yeah. no no totally I mean exactly. it's just like that, that's the beauty about a lot of these kind of um, new school technical players is that there are like it's like listening to a new band and they're like oh yeah I hear a little bit of like so and so in there but it's not fully so yeah, and so I hear exactly. a little bit of this um, Griezmann's Red
1: oh I, I can see you know what's so funny you know my first question was, I thought to myself is the referee German you know why I said that? Because, you know, like the high foot, the uh-huh. high foot law is enforced just so much more. I've seen it enforced in you know, like all levels of German football, amateur up to professional where it's not really about intent. It's just about, look, that's just dangerous play. I mean, it was definitely, I thought it was definitely a red. I thought it was a red, don't get me wrong. But also because I don't, what I mean is like the big difference I noticed uh, from playing amateur football in Germany, and whatever it's like, it's much more about, it's not about intention. It's like, look, this is a dangerous piece of play. Like mm-hmm. we know you probably didn't mean to do this, but it's just, it's not a good look. Yeah. I mean, and
0: basically, sorry, go that on. That makes sense. No, yeah. No, that's on. On, only, only
1: because I thought to myself, oh, like this reminds me of like those Christliga games or Haban's games. I go and watch amateur games where you'd see a bad, a dangerous piece of play and the ref would be like, I know this was not intended to be dangerous, but it, it is, it is. I'm sorry. It's just like, it's like, yeah.
0: Oh uh, dude, as soon as I started playing the Christliga, the amount of
1: bookings I got just rocketed. Yeah. Like I got so many bookings, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, what the hell? Does that make sense what I meant in terms yeah, of like totally. just yeah. the way that they, were, it's not because it was clear that Griezmann didn't intend harm. Yeah, I mean, he basically
0: didn't. Griezmann has no idea that Firmino is there.
1: No, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. But you know, not the first time Antoine Griezmann has shown a lack of awareness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Antoine, Antoine. And it's a shame because Griezmann was playing beautifully, was moving well, moving in sync, two fine goals, a second goal in particular. Was outstanding but he looks happy though he looks and Atleti you know this is a obviously a bit of a setback for them but they look like a strong proposition
0: I mean they're always going to be there aren't they yeah with the wonder it's it was so intense it was so loud it was very like it was kind of everything you wanted in a, in a game yeah
1: and a battle a battle-hardened Liverpool now you yeah, yeah. they've really been road tested that's the thing
0: Klopp's first win against the Spanish side in Spain that, that that's very interesting
1: it's very interesting. That's and also, another
0: shout to Mo Salah, even though we recorded Wright's House on Tuesday, uh, he became the first player in Liverpool history to score in a non consecutive game.
1: With the exception of Ngolo Kante, I can't think of a player who has ascended so quickly to greatness as Mo Salah. Like, just the speed of the ascent.
0: Uh, you know,
1: like, think, think about, the, think about mm. Mo Salah, think about what he was. I mean, you know, not, not, this is no disrespect, like, he was always a very good player. Like, even in the days of the Basel days, right? He was a very good player, but like, his ascent from merely being a very good forward that you, you know you'd see in Europe, you know, like I don't know, like odds on Edward or like some of like that, just a good, a very good player, like finisher. You're like, okay, so that person scores against the Europa Cups, Europa League games, and then just the way he's moved through the ranks. You're breaking records for Liverpool for. Sc- no, you know what that's, I mean that is mad. That's if you think about the amount of that's, strikers
0: that's, that Liverpool had.
1: You see, I'm, you know what I'm and saying? He's peak Fernando Torres. If someone had said to you five years ago that Mo Salah would be breaking Ian Rush, Ian St. John, John Aldridge, like Robbie Fowler scoring records, you'd be like, nah, that guy, you would, do you know what I mean? Five years ago, you wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been on the kind of the radar of legends. And that's what I mean. He's, he's entered that conversation at astonishing speed. It's really incredible. Do you know the best thing about this? Like I wrote in
0: the piece, man. Get to do this all again in two weeks time. Oh my goodness the dance
1: it's not even the last dance yet
0: I love this stage of europe competition uh, european competitions when they do the when they do the back to back games in the it's group great, stage I love it in the other group game porto beat milan 1-0, which is a big win for them yeah liverpool are sitting comfortably at the top of the group atleti on four points porto four points and milan are bottom of their group It's three straight defeats it's the opposite of the okwanga Three Three Champions 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 defeats. Let's quickly touch on Sporting beat Besiktas 4-1, which was a great result for Sporting. And Ajax were brilliant. They beat Dortmund 4-0 in Amsterdam. Dortmund were poor. And I don't really want to spend too much time on on Dortmund because yeah. they, uh, they've they got a bit of an issue at the moment because they started with um, Nico Schultz, who got taken off at half time, at left back because... Rafa Guerrero is out and he. anyone who's listened to this podcast or has watched Dortmund over the last couple of years will know how important Rafa Guerrero is. They didn't look too great to be honest. I'm not sure if the formation really worked and it was one of those I think a lot of Dortmund fans online were really really stressing about it but I just think it's one of those where a couple of pieces missing not playing with a huge amount of fluidity and a side who are just this is Ajax from a couple of years ago we saw. This is probably the some of the football they played was was amazing. Mm. Yeah, Dortmund defended a little bit poorly, quite poorly actually. And when Emre Chan came on, I thought he was he could have done much better for a couple of the goal, the Ajax goals in the second half. But Ajax were just great. Absolutely great. And they're top of the group. Nine points.
1: Isn't it great to see Sebastian Haller happy as well? Yeah, man. It's really nice. So good. I mean, he scored has he got six already in the six, in the yeah.
0: Team? Um they're top. Dortmund second on on uh, six points, Sporting three points, and Besiktas bottom. Man City beat Bruger five one uh, in the other game in that group. RB Leipzig lost three two away at PSG. This was a weird game. This was a super weird game.
1: No, no, no. Let, let me let, let me go further. Has any game involving PSG this season not been a weird game? True, they're all weird. They've all been weird. They've all been weird. You look at that the the league records, and you are like, oh like oh my goodness, like the their progress has been stately. No, this is a weird PSG team that I can't work out how good they are. just And, and, and the weird thing is, yeah. the, the weird thing is I can't work out how good they are. This may maybe one of the few teams where I can't, I can never work out how good they are and actually it won't matter. Like the, yeah, Real, Madrid, the, Real, Madrid, it, yeah. the Real Madrid teams that won three yep. straight, right? Yep. I could never work out how good those teams were and it never mm-hmm. mattered how good they were. And I think the PSG is going to be similar. Sedan so didn't care. Zidane so didn't care. And I don't think Messi cares. You know, it's, it's so it's so fitting that Messi hasn't scored in Liga and has scored in the Champions League because first of all he was signed for Champions League success. Champions League, to be honest, yeah. that's really it. But also, like even though that Messi comes to life in the Champions League mm-hmm. is interesting.
0: He's missed quite a lot of Liga games, though. Remember, but
1: he's done even the rhythm of these Champions League games. Like you know, mm-hmm. first half against Man City, not really that present. Leipzig, same thing. But in the way that Messi has shown up in both of these games, 15 minutes from the end, decisive goal, and in this game you know, they, they beat Leipzig, i beat Leipzig 3-2. And even the style of goal, Messi scoring a Penenka, like, what? Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but he has done it before. But like, there's something about, I don't know what it is. Like, the fascinating thing with Messi when he arrived at PSG was always going to be like, how would he play it? And what would the combinations be? The Hakimi thing is great because it's reminiscent of like the Danny Alves thing. The relationship with Mbappe, amazing. the relationship with Mbappe is really interesting. The chemistry to is interesting.
0: But it's also uh, like, you know, Messi was on a hat-trick and he gave Mbappe that second penalty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Mbappe just skied it. And then... Uh, but you, I, see
1: the I, you see the respect there. You see the respect there though. Like Messi, when Mbappe earns the penalty and the way he points at Messi is like... You take it.
0: It was, do you know what it reminded me of? Pier, Perez and Omri.
1: I love it. It's like yeah, one of yeah. them
0: used to, when Omri used to get fouled for penalties. He'd always get yeah. like, point up Pira. Someone else. They would never. They had this rule, didn't they? That like if they got fouled, they would. They never take, take the penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's, but that kind of chemistry is really impressive. And it was brilliant. I think it is. Sorry
0: to cut in, but yeah. there is an interesting thing, and this yeah. I'm, I, need, I would need to go back and double check this, but um, there a... I uh, I think PSG from when I've seen them this season, if one of that front three isn't there, there's there's more fluidity. So it is like what we were saying earlier on in the season, that actually you need to take one of those people out in order to maybe, I don't know, put in a Di Maria or like before everything went wild and you unfollowed everyone on social media, Icardi, who's <laughs> uh, he's very much in, he's very messy. in Wanda's bad books at the moment, yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, it's, it is interesting how one of them co- comes out and they kind of look Like right. the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> 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 yeah I mean yeah but I mean this this game was super weird because both sides looked great and then dreadful and then great and then dreadful again and Mbappe yeah. looked great and not great not great and then great and then not great again and Messi was in the first half BT Sport I think it was a half time BT Sport <laughs> posted like four pictures of Messi that was kind of like you know the sad Pablo Escobar I <laughs> oh, no. it was just Messi walking around the park to Brandt's pitch just looking sad and it was like, well, that didn't age very
1: well in the second half, you know? Yeah, yes, but probably, probably best not to... Um,
0: the same with Ronaldo. Yeah. Like, people, like, people should know that even if they have very, very valid criticisms of United's kind of strategy or the tactical setup or Ronaldo's performance, like, just don't tweet about it before full-time because it don't. will always come back.
1: Because I think, people, you know it is, people in football are not as aware of the concept of the fourth quarter as they are in basketball, right? Like, in basketball, it's just known that players... Elite players can conserve themselves until the final moments, right? That's what they do. And if the game's in balance, they acquire that sharpness because they're like, you know, the, the amount of goals they've both scored, they've scored between, they scored like, what, over 250 goals between the Champions League, right? So they're like... A lot of goals. They just, yeah, they just know. They're just like, well, late in the game, this is where spaces will appear, mm. right? People get tired and this is where I find gaps. And that is where, lo and behold, Ronaldo found gaps um, against Atalanta and that's where Messi found gaps. It's just what happens.
0: Quick final thing on this game, though I think both penalties. Were- I thought the. I can see why they were both given. Yeah, I thought they. I thought Leipzig on another day might have got away with those. I think the first it was a lot of it was more like the action as opposed to like the uh, outcome. If that makes sense.
1: I mean, you're shoving, you're shoving Mbappé and enters the box. It's never going yeah, to you end well for that. You. Yeah, you can't do that. The defender looked as desperate as a man trying to swat away a wasp with a towel. I mean, it was as a state of high agitation. It was high dudgeon. I think he was almost booked for his agitation more than anything. Well not booked, but like. Penalized as Desperate
0: that. as me trying to keep up with your pop culture references. That's there we go.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh God, Google, Google, Google. Oh no, oh I know. What is Dune? <laughs> yeah, what is Dune? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesse Marsh afterwards on the, uh, uh, on his own, I love his German by the way, Jesse Marsh, it's really good because like sometimes he gets it wrong, he just goes for it. Yeah. Like, he was there.
1: Uh, the concession of that penalty, the look on his face. <laughs>
0: yeah, but he was saying that he was just like, oh, you know, happens with the big teams in, in Europe. You know, you just get penalties like that against you. And he wasn't, he wasn't mega happy. But um, quickly elsewhere on Tuesday, just a quick shout for Group D, Inter beating Sheriff 3-1. And Real Madrid avenging last season's humiliation from Shatar. You know what Shatdar should have done? Left everyone out.
1: They should have, yeah. yeah <laughs> they should have. Play the kids. Play the kids. Oh my goodness. The Vinicius goal in this was...
0: Vinicius, man. Right, we need to talk about Vinny. Vinny, Vinny, Vinny.
1: He came, he saw, he conquered. He's playing really well. Vinny, Vidivici. Vici. See what I did there?
0: Big Vin. Big Vin. Drew Hill.
1: <laughs> Before I forget. <laughs> oh, God. Why Big does God. anyone listen to us? Don't tempt them. Don't tempt them. Don't know, give them yeah. alternatives. No, stay with us, please. Modric's pass for Vinicius' first was unbelievable. So good, man. I mean, that. you know what I love about that pass? That pass is basically like... You know those malt whiskies that like a hundred years? Just like oh, just this, that pass <laughs> was like. Didn't that, 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 the reason that pass is so incredible is like that pass is like years of distilled midfield experience to play a pass like that. You know what I mean? Like you, you only you only play yeah. a pass like that if you've mastered mastered the game. I remember when Ancelotti was talking about his like all time Champions League eleven, and he put Modric in there, mm-hmm. and they were like someone was like I was it like, ferdinand I was like Modric, and like Ancelotti was like just gave that knowing mm-hmm. nod. He's like it's those who know know.
0: Just the eyebrow went up.
1: That pass, honestly, it goes through like, like five you know I mean.
0: People talk about sauce, right? But this sauce had been reduced. Yes, exactly. Extra flavour.
1: Extra flavour. One of the passes of the season, I think, in terms of the context of the game. Uh, and then you've got the, um, so there was that, the initial goal, the solo goal was... So, so good. When you're attacking with that intensity, that, that's, what, and that's what Eden Hazard was signed to do. And obviously mm. for various reasons, you know, fitness as well, primarily... No disrespect, to Eden Hazard' fitness and injury drip been a real challenge for him, and that's you know. But but Vinicius as a devastating threat now, and he's still so young, right? He's Still so young.
0: I mean, he's locked down that spot. Yeah, absolutely. But his form this season, yeah, has been unbelievable compared to where he was. Yeah, you know Benzema loves him now. Funny that. You also had Rodrigo getting in on the action as well. So like they're they're interested in Real Madrid. Yeah, but yeah, man, uh, in that group, Sharif is still top, by the way.
1: Despite a good win for Inter, Inter being the 3-1, yeah.
0: Yeah, that'll do it for Tuesday.
1: After the break, we'll do Wednesday. I wonder if Teal will get a big move, you know, as a result of this season, or a big offer. Oh, oh. Mooseley do wasn't done. He wasn't done. I wasn't done. I wasn't done. I'm not done. Now, let's I'm not go to the done. break.
0: <laughs> All right, man, let's go to Wednesday. Well, before we get on to the Champions League stuff, can we just have a, a big shout for Patson and Daka, please, who got four in Moscow against I love Spartak? You mentioned,
1: I love that you mentioned this. Yeah, this is wonderful. And a comeback win as well. A comeback win in Moscow. Four goals on the road in a comeback win. Shout out to him and to James Madison, who's been struggling for goals, but was really impressive. What I loved about James Madison in this game is one of those ones where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to play with confidence on the front foot and I'm going to go for it. And he... Yeah. he he played with so much intensity. Like they've got a really great chemistry, those two, uh, Dacca and uh, Madison. They understand each other. And, and it, you know, what I love about this, this performance was it reminded me of, you know when Lewandowski had those four goals against Real and each finish kind of got better. Mm-hmm. And it was like that. It's like, you know, when you see a finishing masterclass and it's like you watch, you watch Pats and Decker like, be like, okay, look, I'm going to show you what this is. This is a demonstration at this point. Final goal, just the finish on that. It's just so clean. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah, good win for less than that. Well, they are uh, second in their group. Let's go to Champions League.
1: Yes, yes. Hmm, where to begin? Hmm,
0: where to begin on Wednesday? <laughs> I think we should begin with Lille nil, Sevilla nil. Oh my goodness. Oh my. <laughs> uh, if you didn't see that game, don't bother watching it. Um, yeah, but, but <laughs> <but> actually, <laughs> yeah. all right. I mean, I've started in that group now, so I'll very quickly just give a shout out to Red Bull Salzburg who beat Wolfsburg three one. Addy Amy again, open, open in opening opening a few minutes. Open very decisive in this game. Salzburg. Yeah. yeah. Or oh, Wolfsburg's run of four man is quite quite poor. Passion, the only yeah. game that they have won since beating Greuther on the eleventh of September was against Hamburg in a friendly. Seven games without a win now. Goal shy. Four defeats in the last five and uh, looking a little bit worrying. Salzburg are top of that group. Wolfsburg are bottom and Sevilla are second, but Salzburg way out in front. Let's go to the big game. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. It was very, very nearly scary season
1: at Old Trafford. Yes. This group like only separated by three points top to bottom. United were six, young boys are three. Like this is a tight group. And
0: uh, this is low key, the best group in the, in the competition, actually, in terms of like balance. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Matchups. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely.
0: Because at one point yesterday, United were bottom of the group and they ended the day, the end of the evening top, which shows you how much it can flip.
1: You know, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't bet against that being the same situation in the final, uh, in the final round, Actually, I wouldn't bet against them being that close. If
0: if it's Games, like this if six. it's like this on on match day 6 should we do a, a watch along on green room
1: That'd be fun actually
0: We're both yeah, watching the conference That'd be fun and uh, yeah, why not why not we're like, oh my goodness anyway let's talk about the goal, the game yeah. so Pasalic got the opener for Atlanta who were missing a few key personnel defensively
1: But I do like Zappacosta as the right wing back I like that a lot you know
0: He well he's a good player man yeah, I mean I, like I think a lot of people yeah. just judge him on his Chelsea days, but he's a good player. Yeah, yeah. Atalanta looked fun. They looked really fun that first half. I mean, they're always, they always have this like,
1: you know, every single game for, with them could be 8-8, eight, eight, you know, 8-all. And they're a little bit disrespected actually. I won't say it, but they, they're, they're a little bit disrespected in terms of they just came off a 4-1 win over Empoli who press really, really well. You don't yeah, be of Empoli 4-1 if you're clowns, yeah. right? Well, you're yeah. not, you're not, you know, they, 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 they um, Empoli have been troubling teams, not been winning that well, but they've been causing problems. Um, and Atlanta really put them away at the weekend. So I felt they were a bit disrespectful from that perspective. And people that don't really watch them, I think sometimes underestimate them. They're not like they're by no means easy points. And they came here and they came with real purpose. And even though they weren't playing at their best, even not at their best, unfortunately, you don't have to beat your best to trouble United at Old Trafford these days. Um, and you know, full credit to United for fighting back as they did, because again, the, yeah. the spacing issues were there. I mean, uh, Paul Scholes pointed this out at the end. He got a lot of criticism, but he basically said you know, Solskjaer said they're going to play a 4 2 4 against Atalanta, which is extremely bold if you know how Atalanta play. Uh-huh. If you play a 4 2 4 against Atalanta, a team which is devastating in transition, you are asking for trouble. And all of the trouble they were asking for, they got.
0: That's what that was that? Someone was coming for your takes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we,
1: we got him. We got uh, him, everyone. We got him. We got him. All of the trouble. The take police. <laughs> like my minority report. All of a sudden, they're outside. My- <laughs> He's about to do a take. it. He's about to take <laughs> <laughs> But Swats I haven't done it. Yet. It, Black. Doesn't it doesn't matter. Get We've seen yeah. it. They don't lie. The precogs don't lie. <laughs> 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 anyway. Wow. Okay. Um, that's an amazing thought. Well, wow. uh, so they asked for trouble with that formation from Atalanta and they got it mm. in the first half. Now to United's credit and particularly Marcus Rashford and Bruno Financi, they, the intensity him. Right. me see about Rashford is a funny one because Marcus Rashford missed a very good opportunity mm-hmm. in the first half. And continue to miss good chances. And the thing with him is, he's he's a funny one because he's not a um, he's not as clinical as he promised to be early in his career. Like when Rashford first broke through, I would say it was first. He broke through as someone who was marked out by the brilliance of his movement and the clinical nature of his finishing. Weirdly now, Marcus Rashford and this look, here's a play who I love. He does get offside. for for a player of his intelligence and movement, he gets offside more than you'd expect him to. And it's strange. It's like, this is a strange thing. And he's become almost like a kind of like free range attacker now where he's kind of like, he started off as a kind of disciplined nine, highly efficient central, whereas now he roams a lot more. But that roaming ultimately is very destabilizing for elite defenses or or just good defenses. And, and this is to his credit. He was, he, he was devastating. Actually, he became they, they couldn't handle him, ultimately. Once he clicked into gear, when Rashford clicks into gear... He's actually just come back as well, remember? He, he has, he has. And there is a suspicion, I feel like, I feel like there's an extra 20% to unlock Marcus Rashford. As, oh, as, yeah. as, as, as good as he is, as brilliant he, as he is. He needs
0: an injury-free, pain-free season with a run of games and a chance to get into rhythm. But the problem yes. is, I'm not entirely sure he's going to get it. I don't think so either. And that's when, what's worrying about Man United, because... Not for the
1: next season, anyway. Not for the next season.
0: I mean, he had that amazing, well, that, that great volley he hit off the bar and he had that one where he kind of missed, but I think he was offside anyway. And then he yeah, had yeah, that yeah, one that that was, he was going clean through and then that Demiral tackle, which was just like, Demiral after, after like looking like he'd blown up his hamstring scoring the goal. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, that Demerale, like, said De- stuff above, wrote an amazing tweet about this tackle. He was just like, it's outrageous because it had red card written over it at every single point
1: you know, I love it. Did, did you see this celebration? It was like a yeah. goal celebration. It was amazing. It was like something Spartans, you know, yeah. in, 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 a, in um, 300 when he kicks him down the well. It was like that. It was like when he kicks yeah. the messenger and he had like one of his like short like legs was like r- pulled right, right up. Yeah. And he was just like,
0: <laughs> and I was like,
1: <laughs> I love this. I, I don't know the last time I saw a centre back celebrate a, a tackle like a goal. I, I mean, that's it. It.
0: I, You do see it, but I think that sometimes it's, terms bit, time... it's usually like late stages when you're trying to protect right. a lead or something like that. But this at that game, the like timing, that the is, timing is, of it unbelievable because the position that you're you basically it is all the way through that moment, the advantages with Marcus Rashford. Yes. And it's just an amazing tackle. Like I rarely tweet about tackles at mid-game and I tweeted about it because it was so good. So good. But, um, yeah. but yeah, Man United get back into it. Man, Marcus Rashford's getting the goal back and to be honest Man United had chances to get back into it before half time this did, was the thing did. about Atalanta was just that like they're you know, very high risk high reward like the last three games that they've not won they've scored two in each you know two against Man United lost 3-2 two against Milan at home lost 3-2 two against Inter at San Siro drew 2-2 you know, so they give you a chance, Atlanta.
1: They do. They always they have. do. They, yeah.
0: they, they, they. Do you know who they remind me of a little bit? Actually, they remind me of um, Kike Setian's Betis a
1: little oh, bit. Oh yes, yeah, great shout, great shout. Where yeah.
0: they can never seem to defend well and attack well at the same time. They're either defending really well, but they're not scoring goals, or they're attacking really well, but they're shipping loads of goals.
1: It's having the bedsheet that doesn't cover your you feet just, or your head yeah, at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's
0: just it's it, they can never seem to figure it all out at <laughs> yeah. once. But maybe that's that's the kind of magic in them really because
1: you know That's the gamble, that's the risk they've taken, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The only thing that I would say from an Atalanta point of view was United were really there for the taking at 2 0. Yes. And they seemed to not panic, but they seemed to get a bit nervous towards the end of the first half. And I think Hm um, you would if I was Gasparini, I would have been a little bit miffed that they didn't go for for one more because they knew that every time to be honest even then even though United hadn't scored every time United went forward they looked like they could do something yeah. which is oh this game was so confusing because United's tactical setup was really weird and didn't really work yet every time they went forward they kind of created something and you just you just stuck with this whole messy paradox of just like Nothing
1: makes sense. But then it does make sense because I think, I know what you mean, but then the, the, the quality, the individual quality of the front four is such that they're going to create chances like, and Bruno Finanche loves chaotic games, right? Mm-hmm. Broken field games where he can just go anywhere he likes. He loves it. There's room everywhere, acres of space. And so he's brilliant enough in enough room to create opportunity from deep. We know mm-hmm. that time. And he's such a high volume passer that he, he loves the broken field. Actually, this is really his element, right? He thrives in it. Um, but Paul Scolls made a really good point. He said, I don't care which midfield two you put in that configuration. I don't care who they are. Any midfield two playing between two banks of four mm. is going to struggle. They're all going to struggle. Look how much happier Fred looks playing for Brazil. Look how much happier. Yeah, he,
0: he, he, he should he should he should have put that chance away, but yeah, but, know, but, but at but least, t- least oh, got he got should, yeah, he, should,
1: he should have got on target. But tactically, Fred looks so much happier playing for Brazil and like You know, Tite is someone who knows exactly what he is doing tactically. Exactly. Are you saying, could Tite potentially be at the wheel? (laughs) Don't get me in trouble. Don't get me in trouble.
0: I don't know. So, Harry Maguire, poachers finish. Yeah. So, Gerald Piquet had got like a proper poachers finish earlier on in the the Barcelona game. And then Harry Maguire basically done the same thing. And it was like a big day for for number nine centre-backs.
1: It was see the penalty score in the Euros, there's a part of him, there's a part of him that like, has that in him. Like there is a part of him that is very much, it wasn't like when Fabinho got that chance against um, Man City, where it was like, oh my goodness, like, you know, action stations. Mm-hmm. There's a part of Maguire that is actually a natural finisher. You know, you have that in some forwards. I don't, I don't know how much he plays up front in training, but there are some defenders who are like, actually, I think he might bury this. That makes sense. Mm. See, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like he's got quite a good touch in that area, funnily enough. Yeah. Um and then Ronaldo with the winner. Great uh, header. It was absolutely it was the, great header. Yeah, it was the angle, um, down and across. Yeah, you just I mean, he's can't. just
0: we've seen that movie a million times. Like he's just elite at, at finding at space and and, 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 well. under,
1: yeah. and also understanding late in the game where gaps are going to appear.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is the one thing I'd say about Ronaldo actually, is that I think he's um I think he's actually roaming too much, and that's what's hurting Man United a little bit tactically. I agree. I think if he was going to stay put and play, like almost like a Giroud-like pivot. I can't believe that I'm telling him about <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo to play more like Giroud. But
1: basically... Who's but won more World Cup? But,
0: oh, oh Musa, you're going you're gonna to get in trouble for that. You're going to get in so much trouble for that. And you know what? I'm not getting it out. But no, no, no. I know, you, I know you're teasing, but like... Yeah, yeah. There was a, there was a few like stats that came out that like literally no no forward player presses less in the Premier League for example mm, yeah. than Ronaldo. So in terms of structure because this is I think the problem that Man United've got and I don't want to talk about it because we talk about every every single Man United result but if 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 Ronaldo is going to literally be a, a nine yes, then then as a nine, a nine. Yeah. because the problem is when he drifts out to the left there was a point in the first half where Rashford came through centrally And Ronaldo was just occupying all of the space on the left-hand side and just not really doing anything. And that's, that's what hurts United. And that's the thing that's going to send United fans and media and Twitter into a
1: complete frenzy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Frenzy. Yeah. This is a problem. Then he pops up and gets the winner. Yeah. This constant back and forth.
1: Here's the thing. You don't need to stretch for the late winner if the tactical positions are better early on in the game because you don't have to wait that late for the goals. Yeah. You know, that's it, I suppose.
0: Uh, one quick shout for the DAZN commentator on this game who, uh, at 2-all, I think it was 2-all or just before Maguire's goal, maybe. Maybe it was 2-all, said Hi uh, Noon im Old Trafford.
1: I love it. I love it. There are some things that just sound better when Germans say them.
0: Yeah, it was like, a, I think it was Jan Platter casually dropped the bad boys, bad boys, what are going to do when they come for you, Alexandra Lacazette? <laughs> 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 like, what? What the fuck has just happened? Oh,
1: you, know, you reminded me. You reminded me, actually, sorry, while we um, on the subject of mentioned Arsenal player, reminded me. So I was having dinner the other night uh, near the Emirates, actually, with a friend, big Arsenal fan, actually sat up to Serda. And on the way back, I bumped into a stadio listener. So shout out to Ted. Oh. Yeah. Ted working in politics, doing a master's in ethnomusicology, living in Camberwell. You said nice. that he quoted Ryan, he quoted you in one of his, uh, in his paper. Oh God. And it was a lovely man. a bumped Ted. into Ted. Yeah. So I was, I was going, <laughs> I was going on the way to Hybride. I hope he passed. It's a shame because we're having a really nice chat, but I had to, I had to, <laughs> well, I'm not sure he disappeared into the crowd. I hope I do fear for him. What um, did he quote? I don't remember, but he, he didn't say what he quoted actually. Um, we had a really nice chat from Highbury down to, uh, King's Cross, I think it was, because I had to get like the last train out of London. Um, so our chat was kind of interrupted. I said, oh, Ted, I've got a dash. But we had a really nice conversation. Shout out to Ted. What a lovely man. And like, so nice to bump into like listener.
0: You always bump into stadio listeners. I never bump into anyone. I, so much so, even right now, I'm not <laughs> sure if we told this story on the podcast, but in the summer, I'm pretty sure it was this year. It was either this year or like last year or both. We were sat outside our friend's cafe in Berlin talking and someone came over and said to Musa, oh, you're Musa, right? oh, I listened to Stadio. And I was just like, bro, I'm right here. <laughs> and Moose had to go, oh, and this is Ryan. And he was like, oh, I'm really sorry. And I was just like, that's fine. <laughs> what the hell?
1: <laughs> oh dear, I'm kidding. Good times. Shout Ted.
0: Shouts Ted. Shout to Ted. I really hope that um, he quotes one of the three intelligent things I've probably said in 194 episodes on this. <laughs> 194 episodes, by the way, mate. 194. Wow. Goodness. Six away from the big double century. Goodness me. Um, Anyway, let's get back into the football. Uh, The other game in this group, Villarreal being young boys 4 1. Villarreal were really good. Yeah. And Villarreal are looking good in this tournament. That Man United result was. Oh, that's the one that got away for them. But it felt it time. felt
1: that it felt that at the time. It felt anonymous yeah. at the time. It did. It did. It's
0: gonna be really interesting to see who gets out of this group. Like we mentioned before, like this is I think is probably the most fun group overall in the in the in the Champions League this season. Yeah. Yeah. Let's quickly go to group E. Bayern Munich beat Benfica four nil. They had two more goals disallowed. Uh Mamonau was back on his bullshit just playing as a a number six for a little bit. He was, he was. just am annoying, man. Leroy Sané is back in big form. We've said it before, but he's playing really well. He's got an absolutely amazing free kick. Yeah. At
1: Um, at a time when, you know, Bayern, it looked like it was, it was edging towards a nil-nil, like very late on. Bayern had thrown everything at Benfica. Can I say as well, before we forget this, this scoreline was interesting because it was both deceptive and not, in the sense Mm. that, like, it felt like fair, given how many chances Bayern created. But also didn't do justice to the quality of chances Benfica created. Darwin Nunes. Can I say, I want to say this, Nicholas Sula will not have many harder games. Sula is a very, very good defender as a fullback or center back. And Darwin Nunes physically and technically gave this man problems. Like this is a serious forward. Like, you know, obviously we've seen his goal score, but it's one thing when, when you see the quality of player, That you are dominating. It's like when Adebayor went up against Nesta in that nil-nil that Emirates Mm. I talk about all the time. And Adebayor looked brilliant against Nesta. Like it was nil-nil, but like in terms of the performance he put on, technically, physically, athletically, I'd have rarely seen uh, Nesta look that uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. I mean, Adebayo, uh, Peek Adebayor was a
1: was serious problem. of Adebayor. He was like peak borderline Adebayo. unplayable. Yeah, yeah. peak Adebayor could have been like a successor to that. Yeah. It's just yeah. such a shame that that window is extremely small. Extremely small. Um, yeah. yeah, so Darwin Nuno, you know, shout out to him. I just want to mention, because I know it was 4-0. It's one of those things that get, it's one of those brilliant performances that gets yeah. lost.
0: I mean, Bayern, I mean, Bayern had 3.11 expected goals to Benfica's 0.73. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had a lot of the ball. They had a it lot of chances. Team. They had, team, I mean, man, But yeah, yeah Sane opened the scoring with that free kick on 70 minutes and then
1: was involved in pretty much everything thereafter.
0: Yeah, he assisted for Lewandowski's goal and um, then got a second himself after
1: an Everton own goal. There's a there's a thing about own goals. There's a type of player that creates so much stress in a defender. Yeah. they force own goals.
0: Yeah, that own and goal it was Serge Ambry wasn't it? Serge Gnabry, like yeah. basically just like I yeah, pinged it against Everton. And, it was, and it was Everton like, knew a that. Sané was. And Sané,
1: like. I think Sane was coming in. That's the thing. Yeah. And Sane has now approached that level of like forced own goals where you have. I mean Benzema is probably the king of the four stone goal. Yeah. Benzema and Lewandowski when they're around. I mean Benzema got one against Shakhtar. Expected panic. Yeah, expected expected <laughs> panic, exactly. Benzema, I think Benzema was closing down a Shakhtar player who sliced it, the yeah, captain yeah. who sliced it past his own keeper. Yeah, for the opener, right? Yeah, yeah. The so opener, it's that yeah. kind of thing, so yes, yeah, so it's yeah, you know, Sane is now entering that kind of class of like expected panic, I would say. He's playing in really well this season, man. Yeah, really it's really well. good to see
0: him back like that. That's great. The other game in this group, like we mentioned, Gerard Piquet's fox in the box, antics. Uh, the only goal in this game as Barcelona beat Dinamo Kiev 1-0. Ansu Fati. Naughty. <laughs> Naughty Ansu Fati. Ansu <laughs> Fati. This isn't FIFA Street, young man.
1: <laughs>
0: Listen, I know you came on, you're back now and you've got the number 10 shirt.
1: Over-enthusiastic like scamp. <laughs> so, so he goes, he closes down the Kiev oh, keeper. God. Brilliant piece of pressing. Wins it, the ball pops up and he tries a bicycle kick and then like, Busquets is screaming from five yards up two players waiting and it's like you just lay it back it's a tap in
0: I think Depay is there as well yeah and they're just like Ansu 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 Ansu. no
1: pocket money for you (laughs) the funny (laughs)
0: thing was after the game there was a picture of him uh, you know, through the office w- office's window at of Barcelona. And obviously it's because he's just signing the new contract, right? So he was actually there to put pen to paper, but it kind of looked like he'd been summoned to the headmaster's office. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's so funny because I saw it and just thought to myself, this is so naughty. <laughs> it's so
0: naughty. And you know what? If, I, 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 we, we mess around here, but like if Barcelona hadn't won that game, that was a massive moment. That was a huge moment. And like, to be fair, he didn't have the greatest game. It wasn't the best Ansu Fati game. I mean, I know he's coming back from injury and stuff still. He's not maybe fully, fully up to speed, match fit, but...
1: You're forcing it sometimes, yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it, young man. So funny how we both had the same reaction. Both had the same reaction. I just thought this is so naughty. <laughs>
0: as soon as I saw that, I was just like, I can't... I was like, why is Musa not text me? <laughs>
1: why is he too busy
0: with his events? Events. <laughs> Let's wrap up on Group H. Yeah. Juventus are doing Juventus things again, grinding out 1-0 wins. Uh, they've they returned to the mid nineties.
1: That's what they've done. they returned to the mid nineties. No, 90s. they haven't.
0: They've they've returned to Max Allegri four years <laughs> ago. Yeah, <laughs> Chelsea absolutely battered Malmo.
1: Yeah, two penalties for George, two penalties for uh Slight change technique. So not even this is that he's going high now. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, isn't it? Because he was punching along the ground before, but now he's obviously calculated. People are reading it and going low. They're diving low. So if they at least this way, if you go high. If they read the right direction, they still going to s- put their hands up.
0: Are you saying Jorginho is to go high when they go low, Musa? <laughs> 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 the
1: Michelle Obama the Michelle Obama approach, penalty taking. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Couple of worrying things for Chelsea in this game though, Timo Viana and Romelu Lukaku both going off with injuries yeah. ahead of um the weekend's game against well, they have Norwich, so that that was that is one that you would assume they can rotate for. Um and then they have a Carabao Cup game, and they go away to Newcastle before going to Malmo, and then facing Burnley. So that is a run of six games: one, two, three, four, five games, where hopefully Thomas Tucker will be able to rotate, and they hopefully they won't miss him too much. But yeah, all 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 very very calm for Chelsea. Just that um, lost to Juve in Turin, the blot
1: on their copybook.
0: That's a very like a. Uh, Football phrase, isn't it? It is. The you don't see,
1: there's some phrases you don't see anywhere but football. Like the word circumspect. I very rarely see people <laughs> use the word circumspect other than in football match reports.
0: Juve obviously top. I think those two will go through, won't they? Juve and Chelsea That's from that fair game. Shout. Yeah, fair shout. Yeah, uh, We covered everything. That was the Champions League. Yeah, it was.
1: Great fun it was too. It was good fun, wasn't it? It was. It's always a pleasure.
0: Uh, I've just seen that the Ringer piece is up. So mm-hmm. go to the ringer.com forward slash soccer and read me before moaning like a geriatric millennial which is literally the first line of the piece there we go looking forward to it I think we've got everything yes ah I forgot to say something before we go because you're wearing a black roll neck yeah uh, I think it was the first time Marco Rosa wore a roll neck this season and Dortmund were probably the worst they've played this season so
1: it's not for everyone Ryan it's not for everyone maybe not <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not, not for anyone. <laughs> not.
0: let's get out of here let's do it let's do it hey, I hope everyone's staying safe and well getting vaccinated if you can uh, don't forget to check ringer.com forward slash soccer as we mentioned before uh, check Wrighty's house if you haven't already and um, yes yeah, Daddy Archers players on Spotify uh, we're playing that this episode on subject A be careful because all of these teams in Champions League need to be very very careful it's getting close uh, anything else you want to add Musa Wonga
1: nothing further nothing further Johanna <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: that's um, going to become a thing yes <laughs> have a
0: lovely weekend everyone much love and we will be back on monday see you then